Let's have a conversation today about hard things. How many of you are going through something hard right now? Something that feels really heavy, feels difficult, feels scary, feels impossible maybe. How many of you are trying to grow your business but it doesn't really seem to be taking off and you wonder, is it working? Is it worth it? Maybe your fears are spiraling around raising your kids in this fallen place. Maybe you're wondering about when Jesus is gonna come and just take us home because it's all just too much. Hard is absolutely here, friends, and I don't believe that it's going to get any easier. I think that just like Esther, we were born for a time such as this, but that doesn't mean that it, that doesn't mean that it makes it easy for us it doesn't mean that just because we were born for this season that our mind doesn't spiral and that our hearts don't yearn for home. Today, we're going to have a conversation around exactly this, how we can honor the hard even when it feels like a lot and how we can find that inspiration, the belief and the conviction that greatness is born from the most difficult seasons. You ready? Hey friend, do you want to grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24-7? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Oh my soul, I absolutely stinking love you. And I cannot wait to dive deeper. I'm going to take the Clarify My Calling course because I feel such a connection. And I have been searching for so long for someone to help me figure out what in the world God wants me to do because I cannot seem to get there myself, which I hate, but that's the way it is. So I'm so excited to be introduced to you and to get started. And oh my gosh, I can't wait. I am going to buy that course now, like right now. I'm going to go buy it now because I cannot wait to dive deeper with you. And I just love your soul. I love your work. And I thank you so much. God has truly gifted you. I can hear it. I can hear it when you speak to other people. And I just think it's amazing. And if we all stepped into our kingdom gifts the way you have stepped into yours, what a difference it would make in the world. So I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get there. So thank you so much for all that you do. And I will continue to listen. I love you so much. I don't know if you all are as obsessed with Danielle as I am, but you are the cutest, Danielle, and I love you back. <laughs> Friends, I share that testimony with you today because maybe this episode finds you in a place of confusion. You're like, what the heck am I supposed to do? 
I hear Steph talking about starting a podcast, but I don't even know what it would be about. I'm confused on my calling. I'm unsure of what the direction of the business is meant to be. I can't really feel or hear or discern from God. Maybe what's my ideas versus his ideas. Listen, clarify your calling is for you. This is my entry course that helps you get super clear on your brand partnered with him so you can move forward in actually creating a podcast, a business, and a brand. All the details about Clarify Your Calling can be found at stephaniegass.com school. I've got all three steps there for you, or you can head straight to clarifyyourcallingcourse.com. Okay, let's get into today's topic because this is going to be a good one. You know, it's important to remember that greatness, goodness, worthiness, amazingness always, always comes from the hardest places, the most difficult seasons, the place where we're struggling the most. Now, it's easy to feel discouraged when you're in that season because it's uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable to face challenges or trials, to sit in these places and spaces where you're wondering when the heck you're going to be on the other side of this, right? But even when we look scripturally and we look to the Bible, which we should always do because Bible, the Bible is truth. God is the word and the word is God. And that is truth. And that is 100% where we can con- consistently look for truth and for peace in no matter what our circumstance is. But we can also look there and find that there are countless other people who have gone before us who've had to persevere through lots of adversity, who have had to struggle and trust in God in these really incredible ways. And on the other side of it was such amazing, amazing anointings, even kingships, like so many cool things, um, saving souls for Christ. Like, man, when you look at the amazing outcomes of people who have gone through adversity, you can really be encouraged that you're probably in exactly the right place. So let's go ahead and dig into honoring the hard. And I just want you for a moment to close your eyes with me and place your hand on your heart. And let's say a quick prayer. Lord, I pray that this podcast will reach a place and a space in your heart, you listening right now, where God will pour some fresh encouragement and a fresh wind over your perseverance, that he will reframe your mind and your thoughts around sitting in the messy middle in the hard place that you might be sitting today and just lovingly remind and encourage you that greatness is being created and crafted right now. That when you persevere through the trials and tribulations, you will find joy, James 1, 2 through 4. And I just pray that you will use me as a beacon of light and salt and truth today to continue to inspire and motivate every single one of your kingdom sons and daughters to keep pushing forward to keep putting one foot in front of the other because together we are completely unstoppable. Everything is impossible without you, Lord, but today, right here and now, it is possible because you are partnered with us in this journey. You are partnered with us in our businesses. Open our mouths and you shall fill it, Lord. We receive that. We proclaim yes and amen to your guidance on this journey. And I just ask that we will be here with you through the work, through the hard, And that you will bless that obedience and that discipline, that consistency and our efforts. And we know that you will and that you do. And in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. 
Amen. All right, let's dig into it. So I referenced James 1, 2 through 4 uh, in the intro, but let's talk a little bit about the purpose of hardship, the purpose of hard things. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So good. So it says when you face trials of any kind, so we are promised that we are going to face hard things. And then it says, consider that joy. Just consider it joy. So like you're sitting in a trial right now, consider it joy. Lord, thank you for this trial. I'm so grateful for this. I am so excited I get to walk through this with you. Why? Because this is testing my faith. It's testing my trust in you. It's growing my, my, my dependence on God, yes? When we are, when we are, confused and scared and afraid and unequipped, like everything is fragile and all of that. We have to lean on God. And so when we create dependency on him, it grows and amplifies our trust, our surrender, our hopefully discipline in believing that God's going to get us out of this thing. And it says, let perseverance finish its work. So allow yourself to sit in the discomfort. Be willing to lean and rest on God through this hard thing because what does it say? When you are done, you will be mature and complete, lacking nothing. You will be mature and complete, lacking nothing. How incredible to know that when we come out of a hard thing, we find the joy in it, we trust in God through it, that we are going to be more mature because of it. We're going to be able to see more clearly. We're going to be able to weather weather more difficult storms in the future. And we are going to be even more complete. Remember the verse that talks about being made new. I believe that this has so much to do with it. I am completely a new person. The second that I recommitted my faith to the Lord, I had this just really like washing rebirth, like dropping into the Holy Spirit happened. I was like, I don't know, maybe like 30, 31. And I was made new. I was baby Christian. I was like, woo, 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 woo. Like I was on fire for the Lord. I was in the Bible every like, cool. Like that's all great. But I was still super immature in my faith. I was immature. I was still casting stones. Sometimes we get on a little bit of a pedestal when we, you know, our baby Christian style thinking like we are, we know everything. And like what I've learned now, here I am eight and a half years later, is that I'm growing in my own faith. I'm growing in my understanding of what it means to be Christian. I'm becoming much more loving, much less judgmental, more welcoming, more compassionate. All of these things, though, had to come from eight and a half years of the testing of my faith in so many different seasons and so many different occasions and experiences. So now I'm becoming more mature. I'm becoming more complete in this new person that Holy Spirit is helping me become, if that makes sense. So I just want you to wear that Bible verse today that you will have hardship. You will have difficult situations, but it's going to give you the chance to develop your Holy Spirit-led character. It's going to give you lessons that you would not have had otherwise, and it's going to help you 
become more complete in what God is, is calling you to become. Now, the other thing that we want to talk about here is the power of persevering. The power of persevering. My gosh, you know, think of the Bible. There's a couple people that come to mind for me who just absolutely persevered. Oh my gosh. First, we have David who persevered like, wow, you know, having to go through Saul's attacks and vicious, vicious desire to kill David trying to kill David, employing armies to kill David. Like, poor David. You know, he really, really had a reckoning. Job, oh my gosh, Job. Like, woo! They just, like, y'all, When, of course, when you first start reading the Bible, you're like, I'll start with the New Testament. And of course, you get to the story of Job and you're just like, why? Oh my gosh, Lord, you have so many questions. You know, you feel so bad for Job. And then, of course, we get to Paul, the Apostle Paul. He endured so much. In 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10, Paul writes and talks about, even when we are afflicted, we're not crushed because we carry within us the treasure of Christ's resurrection. Through Christ's strength, we can persevere even through the toughest situations. So even though, even though we are afflicted, even though we are attacked, even though there are stones being cast at us or there are bumps in the road, we're still here. We're not crushed. We are on this side of heaven right now for a reason. There is an absolute divine appointing and anointing over your life. You were born for a time such as this, the call in your life is not by accident. And the enemy knows it. You got a target on your back, like it or not. This is where we're at. And that is why we face trials. Not just because this world has fallen, that's part of it, but also because God allows it so that we can become stronger. We can become more resilient. We can become more resistant so we can keep fighting. We can keep rising, you know? We can keep taking more and more ground back from the enemy. We have to be strong in that. If you think about if you think about an army just as an analogy, you got this brand new person who enlists in in the army, right? They're new, they're green. They maybe talk a big game, they come out, they suit up, they go through like a couple training camps. I was not in the army, so love me if you were and you're like, "You're getting this totally wrong. Just stick with me for the visual." And then you actually place that new green person who came into the army in a battle of some kind, oh my gosh, like they're going to feel fearful. They're going to be afraid. Maybe they're going to hide for the first like 10 hours. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't. Like, I can't. Like, this is terrifying. Like, what if I die? Like, oh my God. Versus you got this 10 year person who is so experienced. They've already gone through a handful of battles. They stand up. They have all of the different tactical equipment. They've got the strategy. They just go for it because they know the sooner that they get out there and the sooner that they take this thing and control this situation and win, the sooner they get to go home to their family and the sooner they get to go and take on new territory. We're exactly the same way. And your calling is exactly, it's, it's similar, right? Like you are fighting for, you are fighting to reign in your kingdom authority in the space that God's placed you. Let me say that again. You're fighting to reign and to be crowned victorious 
in the space in which God has placed you. And you have got to earn that. You have got to grow into your own kingdom capacity. And that's going to take trial. It's going to take training. It's going to take some losses so that you can learn from it. Does that make sense? And that's exactly what happened to Paul and all the other people in scripture that I just mentioned. We can really learn and see through these stories in the Bible that perseverance is absolutely key to growth. And staying motivated in in the face of these adversities to keep showing up is going to help you. You got to lean into your faith and stop looking at the fear because the fear is just simply going to take you out. It's going to derail you and it's going to keep you right where you are. You got to lean into that faith place. You know, I remember so many verses where David cries out to the Lord. I cried out to the Lord. I prayed to the Lord. I took it to the Lord. I surrendered to the Lord. I wept to the Lord. Like, David just leaned on God through every single adversity and trial and God continuously gave him what he needed to take the next right step. I think that is just the most beautiful example of all of this. It is hard. Get used to it. It is going to get harder. Welcome it. The hardest things have not even come your way yet. Armor up for it. It's all scripturally there for us. If we can lean on those truths, we can be more equipped. So when we're struggling, it's easy to think that we can just rely on ourselves. How many of you, like me, maybe a closet control freak, okay? Or maybe you're outwardly control freak like me. It's fine. I'm working on it. You know, we're not all perfect people. But when we look to 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, It's often through our weaknesses that God's grace shines through most clearly because we have to really look at the gift of grace. When we rely on God, we rely on him fully. We are surrendered. We are open. We are like, Lord, this is hard. I feel like I'm failing. I'm completely paralyzed in fear. I'm spiraling with my thoughts right now, God. And we fully rely, we pray out, we cry out to the Lord and we acknowledge our need for his help. We tap into a source of strength that surpasses anything we could do on our own, that surpasses anything this world has to offer, that surpasses any mindset hack or affirmation. You know, it's truly partnering with God to give us the reliance on him that we really need to take us to that next level. It really invites grace into our lives in such a beautiful way because God's grace, it allows us to feel a deeper sense of humility. Like I can't do this without you. I absolutely must have your support, Lord. I want to be... And I think that when we look at what God's heart for us is, it's to support us. It's to lift us up. It's to encourage. It's to enlighten. It's to guide. It's to mentor. It's to be a father and a friend and to be a counselor. It's to be our wise counsel. It's to be everything we need at all times. And that's how we tap into his grace is telling him that we need him. And that's absolutely imperative when we're when we're in the season of hard and I don't know a day that isn't hard in some sense there's always something even how how small and minute it might be 
get in the practice of surrendering that tiny thing so that when the really big thing comes, the really big season is here, you're practiced in crying out to the Lord, in relying on him, in hearing from him. Now, the last thing I want to talk about on this topic is that how we turn our hard or our struggle into opportunities for success. Because I don't want us just constantly sit in the hard place and be like, oh, it's hard, but like, I'm here for it. Like, there is a reason that we walk through the hard seasons, and I believe it's for, it's for God's glory, and it's for us to also reign victorious through him, okay? And also to share with other people the good news of Jesus Christ. Because every hard thing we go through, there is a testimony on the other side of that, and that is really why we're all here. It's all of our purpose in this world and in this life is to glorify God through our testimonies and sharing the good news. And God has us all do that in very different ways. That is a no pressure comment that I just made. God will show you when and if that opportunity arises for you and in what capacity. But that's really truly why we're all here. Now our giftings, and I believe our calling, is a little bit different. Though that is the thing that we're called to help other people in based on our giftings and the things that God has equipped us with. Okay? So when we look at Romans 8.28, we're told that God works all things together for, for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So when we keep pushing through the challenges, the hard things, the seasons, and we keep our eyes on God's promises, we have excited anticipation over what he is doing in this thing, right? We're finding the joy inside this really messy middle, we experience incredible growth. And often we achieve great things. I think of King David and uh, Psalms chapter 18, where they talk of where, where we hear that David relied on the Lord and he reigned victorious, right? He overcame Saul, Saul's army. And he, it says that he, uh, he chased them down until they were defeated, something of that nature. And then it goes on to say that David not just one and was victorious, which would have been enough. Like, oh my, well, number one, I'm alive. Thanks, God. I'm so excited to still be alive. But he then defeats Saul's armies and then God one-ups him and he makes, appoints him the king of nations. Like he appoints him the leader of nations. And it's like, what? You know, just David's heart in this whole thing and his, his trust in God from a very young age, being a boy defeating a giant, you know, all the way through, all of these years later, being appointed king, being appointed leader of nations to me is like just how our God is. There is not a setback that will not be rewarded with some type of kingdom success. And maybe it doesn't isn't something we experience here on this side of heaven. Maybe it's something we experience in heaven. Maybe it's something generationally that is passed down. There's a legacy win that our children get to experience. But there is 100% of the time in God's incredible timing, some type of victory, some type of success that comes from that struggle. And we just have to remind that this is coming. There is a breakthrough that is waiting for each and every one of our trials and of our hard seasons if we stay steadfast in that and if we continue to partner with him. So to wrap up my message, hard things, it's a fact of life. And honestly, like I said earlier, it is not getting easier. But because we walk through hard things does not make us weak. It does not mean defeat. It actually means victory for us. When we honor the hard things, we tap into God's strength and our own inner strength through the Holy Spirit and we grow. We get 
better. We get stronger. We stay focused on that big, incredible call that God has for our lives. And we emerge from these difficult situations stronger and more resilient than ever before. Remember that God is for you and that God is good every day, all day, all the time, and that you will overcome this hard thing and you will grow and you will look back and say, I'm so glad I pushed through. Praying for you, friend. I'll see you again on Friday. God bless. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? It would also bless me big if you'd take 30 seconds and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. Watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.